not lying i'm just an optimist ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the world's finest this is a sub show part of the vigilante 1939 podcast we are a proud member of the let's go podcast network pop culture without the pop i am one of your hosts here tonight i'm nick zanick and joining me on these world's finest episodes he joins me every week he's the batwoman to my superman he is chris evans from the let's go podcast network Chris, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing super. How are you doing? Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm I'm doing I'm doing very very super as well. And the are reason you doing why swell? I'm, there you go. I'm very swell as well. And the reason why I'm both swell and super is because usually on these world's finest episodes we've been covering Superman and Lois and occasionally Batwoman season two, but joining us this week we've had a rotating fam of steel the past few weeks. So joining this fam of steel from the let's go podcast network he is referred to as the northman making his return to the vigilante 1939 podcast emmett davis emmett how you doing tonight sir uh zeddy chris i am very happy to be here i'm very happy to be talking about superman and lois and more importantly just happy to be talking to you two guys so thanks so much for having me on would you say that you are super tonight as well? I, mean, I wasn't going to say that joke. I knew somebody was going to say it. Um, I'm glad I wasn't the one to say it, though. <laughs> you could be the one to bring it up again, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I had a super time with you guys. And oh, thank you so much. There, there we go. <laughs> there it is. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, so the reason why there is three of us here tonight is because we are wrapping up to the Climatic finish. We are now five episodes away from the season finale, Superman Lois. We are getting bigger episodes, bigger stakes in these episodes. And boy, was this week's episode of Superman Lois titled Our Oh, Where Art Thou, I believe is the title. It's episode 10 of Superman Lois. So, with the, you know, lately the trend is when we've had a guest on, Chris and I want to get whether the guest is liking Superman Lois or respectfully not liking Superman Lois. So, Emmett, we're 10 episodes in. We've all had off-air discussions on Superman and Lois, but I want you to tell us and to tell our listeners, how have you been enjoying Superman and Lois with the 10 episodes that you've seen thus far? Yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, I can't. It's been so long now because of the break in between the episodes, but I can't remember if I was appointment viewing, as uh, you like to say, Zeddy, out, out the gate for episode one. I can't even remember now. Um, but at least after episode one, I was watching every Tuesday night. Um, and, uh, even if I couldn't watch on Tuesday night, I watch it Wednesday. Like this is something I want to watch. It's something that, um, I get excited to watch every single week. Um, you know, as everyone said, pretty much every guest you've had on the show, I love seeing Superman be awesome again. Um, 
you know, and it's a big surprise for me that he is awesome, but considering, um, you know, it's just a CW slash HBO Max Superman show, um, you know, it's Tyler Hawkland who didn't have the greatest reputation of being Superman um, in the Arrowverse um, shows. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I think I'd like to say that I'm pleasantly surprised every week with how much that I am enjoying the show, um, even with its faults, even with its campiness, even with its, yeah, gripes that I have with the show. I still enjoy it a lot and I still uh, continually watch every week because I'm excited to watch it every week. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, that is a great kind of prelude into this discussion because I don't want to waste no time and it's because, boy, we got a star-studded show to break down here today. So I'm going to start off with Chris because, boy, if there was anything that him and I have been talking about over the last week and a half, it's literally been <laughs> the Morgan Edge reveal from last week's episode and we get, a, we get way more clarity on who Morgan Edge is. So he reveals himself to be Taro, who he says is the son of Zetaro and Clark's mother, Lara. So an interesting that we had broken down last week was whether Morgan Edge meant brother in a metaphorical sense or a literal sense. So at least for right now, they're still rolling with he's literally his brother. You know, he's literally Clark's brother from Lara, who I guess had another son before Joel. So we're going to kind of roll with that. But Chris, one of the things that you mentioned to me was this villain still feels an awful lot like Zot. So seeing that we got more of more quote unquote Morgan Edge's motivations and this week, do you still feel that way or do you applaud the writers for taking this original approach to a character? I do not actually. <laughs> I do not <laughs> applaud the writers on this one. I you know, I pointed out, I think, in a few episodes how it's clear they're fans of Snyder's work, and I've praised that because I love Snyder's Superman stuff. But this is kind of pushing it when we're talking about his motivations. It, it's pushing it now. And with the the brother reveal, I, I thought there was no possible way it would be literal brother. And if it was, maybe, you know, maybe he was an alternate universe brother. No, this is... Laura's actual son, and it, I just—I did not like this twist. I'm not digging it. it. It's not like game breaking for me. Sure. And I, and I don't like. I still like the character Morgan Edge and everything, but I would prefer to erase that from my head canon. Yeah. <laughs> the way that went down. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I want to pass along the same question to you, Emma, but I want to kind of now add a little more context to it, so we get a little bit of kind of his backstory. Of Morgan Edgeworth. Now, I guess we learned he was the first son of Krypton while Clark was the last son of Krypton. And then we learned that, you know, when I guess we'll just call him Taro now because I guess that's his name. So when Tar kind of arrived on Smallville, you know, he didn't have a Jonathan and Martha Kent, right? He wasn't fully embraced. You know, he didn't see the good side of humanity right away. So that's clearly the way that they went with this route. The point where I kind of got in them, and I want I want you to tell me if I'm crazy or if I'm not, but is this a little Superman Red Sun here? Where it's, you know, what happens when you don't get the good life? You know, is this is this an element to that? What do you think? Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of too, Zeddy. Um, they didn't make it clear which country he landed in. I think it just said Europe. Um, I actually got a sense that it was like more Germany uh, in some sense, or even like some um north north england or something i couldn't tell by the actor's uh accent but yeah that's exactly what i thought of right away was red sun you know superman landing in in russia and obviously not being uh 
you know, little boy Kansas, um, mm -hmm. but no other, obviously, uh, of the Red Sun in Russia. So yeah, I got, I got that sense too. And, you know, I'm with Chris, I didn't love it. And I actually thought that uh, he was Superman's brother, but I thought he was from John Henry Irons universe. Okay. So I thought he was the brother from that universe, which would have made so much more sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't like um, that it's his actual, or they're telling us that it's his actual brother. I also don't think it, that it's his brother. I think that's way too easy. Mm -hmm. um, and is something that it's a negative for me as well. Um, I also just didn't like that they told us that's the way it is very quick and boom, that's it. Like all of a sudden, like there was no real um, overall explanation. Like um, Superman and, or Clark and Lois talked about it a little bit. And obviously they brought in, which we'll talk about later, um, Martha into the mix or not Martha, but Lara into the mix. Yep. Um, yeah. So I didn't like how they kind of shoehorned it in and just kind of told us facts for facts. This is what it is. And, we, you know, they showed us, um, you know, how it happened and everything. And they showed us the, the ship that he landed in, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I also didn't like the Krypton stuff of it either. You know, Lara was matched to another person and then she fell in love with, um, with, uh, with Jor-El. Like that just didn't seem, yeah. just didn't seem right to me, you know, uh, for Krypton wise. Um, mm -hmm. so I hope that it turns out that it's not actually his brother. I think that will be a better twist. And I, I'd like it. And it also doesn't make any sense that he's been on the earth the exact same amount as amount of time as Clark has. And this is the first we're seeing of him. Yeah. Um, like that just doesn't make any sense. Why now? Like, mm -hmm. that's why I think the John Henry Irons thing makes more sense. He came over. Um, like, I think it was um, episode uh, last one or the one before on world's finest. I think Chris, you talked about it that, or maybe it was you Zeddy. We don't know what happened to the Superman that was attacking yeah. John Henry Iron ship. So maybe that's who this is. Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of my thought. Mm. Yeah. There's a, massive massive theory that i want to throw into you gentlemen i know is going to spear a lot of really great discussion because it's going to be really really interesting now that emmett saying you know lara was brought into the mix in a very interesting way because she was really name dropped really heavily uh early on but yeah i think i'm kind of with you two now granted i haven't really been disappointed thus far with any of the twists i think this is a great show that really keeps you guessing every week you know really raises more questions than answers every week which as a superman fan i enjoy but I'm kind of with you guys, you know, he just from the beginning, you know, I don't know if this was their version of Lex Luthor or is this going to be their version of Zod, you know, because his mannerisms are really like Zod. Like they when are. people are saying that they're just doing Zod, they're just waiting to make that an even bigger reveal. I feel that. I mean, he's wearing all black, you know, the armor is even kind of similar, mm. you know, the way that he yells, the way that he kind of moves, the way that he attacks Clark, you know, it, it does feel a little similar. I'll give it to him. It's, uh, it's definitely a cliche that we've seen play out a hundred times before. And I'm kind of with Emmett here. I'm not trying to, you know, bash on a little bit, but, you know, it raises some very interesting points that, so Clark's not exactly the one that landed on Earth the whole time. He had a brother that nobody knew about. It's easily something that's reconnable. You know, they can just say that, I don't know, like maybe, like it's, it's weird too in a sense. Too. I'm trying to process it because, you know, it's initially I was like, well, did Morgan Edge just use that machine on himself? So maybe he thinks he's somebody from Krypton that just thinks he's Clark's brother, or is this actually Clark's brother? You know, so that's going to be kind of interesting to see while, I guess, monitoring that going forward, because that definitely raises a lot more questions than anything. But, Chris, um, I want to... I'll go ahead. Oh, sorry. There's a question I want to ask you guys, because this is what I was yeah. thinking about, and I forgot to put it in the doc, sorry. <laughs> 
do you guys so the show has taken a lot of care with every storyline and every facet of this story that we've seen before everything has really been a slow play they haven't rushed anything mm -hmm. this was a different story what i'm wondering is and maybe you guys will agree with this do you guys think is because originally they were playing for the 13 episode season so this episode was supposed to be like the big this is the big reveal we're on our way to a giant finale yeah, yeah zeddy you messaged me that that you th that you thought this felt like a, a season finale and i agree with you like in this mm -hmm. episode alone we got the re the bigger reveal that it's actually or they're, they're telling us it's clark's brother and his mother was also brought into the mix like you said chris that's two things that were brought in very fast mm -hmm. um and with not a lot of uh time to breathe so i agree with you 100 mm -hmm. yeah i i gotta agree with you too you know i think it's all it's not a coincidence thing you know we're all in agreement that this felt like a season finale i know i messaged chris instantly that that's exactly what this felt and i guess you know this is the it's kind of the benefit and it's the non-benefit i guess of having a 15 episode season you know we Saw with Batwoman, you know, that's 18 episodes, and that's definitely kind of felt like it's stretched out a little way too thin. That's 50 episodes. Yeah. So in this one, you know, it was originally supposed to be 13. So if this was the way that it had it stuck to 13 episodes, you know, this feels like a perfect placement because, you know, next week, you know, we're going to talk about it is a flashback episode. Which like, it's going to be a beautiful episode. So that would have set up 12 and 13 beautiful. But, you know, now we technically still have four or five more to go and the, and the threat is kind of already established right so i'm kind of interested how they're going to milk out kind of the larger story here right like where's jenny where's john henry irons you know mm -hmm. how does he still fit in the mix you know does does some prophecy kind of still come fulfilled which i'm going to get you guys thoughts on real quick but i think emmett kind of brought it up so i think let's start off with emmett here so we get the reveal that lana volunteers herself to I guess, quote unquote, be a volunteer for the machine that's been trans uh, transplanting, I guess, Kryptonian subconsciousness into smaller residents. And of course, it had to be Lana because, you know, she's the only one that could be there in that certain situation. Um, but yes, Emma, you brought up that we get the reveal that Lara was brought in as Lana for a little bit. She got to meet Clark. I think they established it was for the first time. So I think that was kind of a beautiful scene in itself. But talk to me on what you thought about that because I had a different feeling on where I thought they were going to take that, but I want to get what you thought of that, Emmett. Yeah, the, uh, I thought it was weird, but the only thing that I did like about it was the scenes between her and Lois. You know, there's one scene where she's like, yeah, what's it like being with my son? Um, and Lois kind of tells her, you know, it's hard, but it's also good. You know, uh, I've had some of the best moments with him, but I've already had, start, or have also had some of the, like the most scary, scariest moments with him. Um, so I liked their conversation and that was pretty much it for what I liked. I think the voice thing is also really strange to me mm. um, where the person who's like being taken over by the Krypton uh, soul or mind or whatever it is, their voice changes a little bit. That kind of bugs me. Um, and it's the same when it happens with, uh, with what's his name, Kyle Cushing, yes. same kind of thing with a voice change. But as for Lara and Lana, which is kind of strange, um, you know, I thought it would, like you said, is that he, it, it just had to be Lana. That's, you know, that's the, the way shows work sometimes, you know, it has to be, um, tropey and has to be predictable sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. so it didn't work for me in a lot of ways, but where it did work for me was the quieter stuff where she was talking with Lois and um, even at the end or before she gets turned into to Lara when Superman comes up to her and she says you're the superhero or yes. you're the hero I also thought that was very very good 
Um, cause that's what Superman is, you know, and there's even some jokes about, you know, did you just tell a lie? And he's like, no, I didn't tell a lie. I was just being optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, that kind of stuff was cool where it's, it's more Superman-y uh, more Superman stuff. And, you know, that's what I talked about at the start, right? It's just awesome to see Superman being awesome again. So, um, mm-hmm. overall I didn't like the Lana stuff, but it, it turned some other things around in the show that I, that I enjoyed. So glad that you that you brought up the conversation between Superman and Lana because that was the exact the exact feeling that I had myself too. Seeing that for every nitpick that we might have, they get core fundamentals right like that, like Superman calling a random civilian a hero like that, because that's literally what he feels, right? Exactly what you said. So, Chris, I want to kick this one off to you. So, kind of piggybacking off of what Emma just said, you know, we get the revelation that Lara got to meet Clark for the first time. But then they kind of wrap that up really, really fast, right? So like she's kind of just here and then she's there and then she's not here anymore. So I want to ask you something that they, I guess they haven't really established quite yet because, you know, we still got five episodes to go. Do we think that this whole Kryptonian subconscious thing is like over? Or do you think that Lara is going to make a return? But this time it's going to be to try to switch Clark in, into joining Tyrell as sort of a manipulation tactic or do we see Joel this time because that's a theory that I got what do you think Chris I don't want to see Laura back okay I, I think they did what they needed to with this episode and I also think it was kind of creepy that it was Lana yeah just a bit <laughs> hey you are my ex-girlfriend now you are my mother touching my face it's creepy um <laughs> so I wasn't I, I'm kind of with Emma on it. I didn't like it but I like the point of it Yes, I thought that it was it was a cool thing. So going forward, no, I don't want to see Laura again. I would rather see Jor-El. I think that would be interesting if you have the spirit of Jor-El and let's say Kyle Cushing's body. Mm. Just throwing that out there. Uh, maybe he gets possessed again because that was like the exorcist when he's in that box. But if we can get that with, with Clark, I think that'd be cool. Mm. As far as the whole um, idea, though, of the super soldier thing, I kind of think we're done with that. I think we're going to move on to phase two of whatever Morgan Edge or Taro had planned. Mm-hmm. I think that we're about to see something else because I believe in the at the end he's just looking at a gigantic cave, which mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking is his own sort of fortress of solitude. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I took from that. So I think we're about to see something pretty cool, but I don't think it's more of uh, the subconscious transfers. Mm. Yeah, I am... I'm of two minds on this one. Now, first, I thought the scene was absolutely beautiful. You know, like I already said between the two, you know, that's a, that was a great Superman moment. Even the one between Lana where she's like starstruck at the idea of seeing Superman. Mm-hmm. I guess you never really seen that was Superman, cool. like, Superman like that before. So I thought that was really cool. But I'm of two minds because, you know, I think, you know, they tease this evil Superman somehow. So I'm really wondering if this is how they get there. Like, is he bad? For just an episode, does he get manipulated? Does he get taken over? Because if this, if there's one thing that Smallville loved to do that drove me absolutely nuts, was they loved to turn Clark kind of bad every now and then, and it drove me absolutely nuts. So I'm wondering if like a Kryptonian manipulates him, or he gets under some kind of mind control, or we get a what if episode, something like that. I mean, we're already getting a flashback one, so what if this one's a what if episode that we get? Because I'm wondering if John Henry Irons' prophecy is going to come true. Like this version of Superman turns against humanity, but it's not through his choice. 
and I and I'm you know because I'm I'm wondering like how does this all really tie together? So I don't know if any of you guys had any more. Yeah, well, like Chris said, like he doesn't want to see Lana. I don't want to see evil, evil Superman. Yeah, I'm like in the glimpses that we got, it made sense for John Henry Irons' story. I don't think this makes sense. That would, would make sense for the um, for the Morgan Edge stuff. Um, we've come to a point in the best parts of this show for me are Superman being Superman. The best part of this last episode was Superman being a heroic Superman and talking to a person he thought was being a superhero in Lana. You know, I don't want to see the, the evil stuff anymore, especially from the, the main Superman. If you want to bring the evil multiverse Superman from John Henry Irons thing over, which, which who I think is Morgan edge, that's fine, but mm -hmm. don't turn the main Superman evil. I, I don't want to see that. I think, you know, you know, Tyler Hawkins come, like I said, so far from the Arrowverse, from the, the, the crisis and the crossover stuff and from Supergirl. Don't 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 turn it all backwards now, you know, keep him on a, on a straight line, um, you know, and I think it's Chris, you like seeing him defeated. You like to see him, you know, you know, get his Horrible. bumps and bruises. Yeah. Like at the end of this episode, you see that you see mm -hmm. he's taken, you know, he's taken his bumps and, you know, um, mm -hmm. what's his name? Lois's father says, you know, if you do this, you're going to be out of commission for a couple of days. That's fine. That's good. You know, mm -hmm. you, you you did the superheroic stuff. Just stay that way. Don't yeah. don't go back back to be an evil Superman again. I, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I agree with everything Emma just said, and I wanted to add, they already have an evil Superman right now. We don't need two of them. <laughs> yeah. We have Taro. He is evil Superman for all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. I, I think it would make no sense and it would come off as overkill to actually have Tyler Hecklin come in and he's black suited and pissed off. Now, if they want to bring in the one from John, like that exact one, okay, but please don't. I think I'm good with just the Morgan Edge, Zod, Taro thing. Let's just do that. And you still got Leslie too. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, if they probably find out some way, you know, to bring that Superman from John Henry Irons' Earth, I mean, I can only imagine what the CW nitpickers are going to think about that one, because that's about as CW as you can probably get, is to have those two Supermen just dueling it out in the season finale, so I'm with you guys. You know, you guys absolutely know how I feel about Injustice, Evil Superman, whatever you want to call him. I don't like it. I've seen enough of it. I want to see heroic Superman. I think it is the one thing that has worked really, really well for this show is how overly optimistic and positive Clark is and Superman is. So I don't think – I think I'm with Eminem and I think I'm with you, Chris. You know, I think to make him evil just for the sake of a narrative. I think you're taking 10 steps back with the character a little bit, even if it is just for an episode, even if it is trying to make a point. I don't think I want to see it. I think I want to see this Superman still find a way to save the world, however that may be. Uh, I still think that John Henry Irons is going to play a bigger factor into that later in the season. Uh, we'll see, but let's talk about the twins now for a little bit. You know, the teens, you know, they don't have a whole lot to do in this week's episode, you know, they're they're more or less uh, in that Stranger Things role where they're kind of just there just causing trouble like teenagers usually like to do. Uh, and there's an interesting thing where Jonathan decides to tell Sarah exactly what's going on in Smallville. Uh, so, Chris, did you think that that was a smart decision to do on his part? I think so, because it sets up Jonathan for something bigger later. I think that shows like a leadership quality to him that we've, we've kind of glimpsed here and there. But I think this kind of confirms that he's like a leader type. 
in the way he talks to his grandfather and he, he's like you know being kind of rude and it's some thanks, respect grandpa. kid right <laughs> like, thanks grandpa yeah. after all that I'm like okay but <laughs> I, I like i like jonathan's role in this one and i like how jordan was much more quiet and just kind of letting him do his thing like he's just gonna follow the lead because he's gonna be a villain eventually i'm just saying so it makes more sense um, yeah. But I like Jonathan. I, I thought that the way they handled the, the whole, the, the three of them in general was interesting for this one. Letting Sarah see her father like that, like full-on Reagan exorcist, was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think they would go that way. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I want to pose an interesting question to you because, you know, obviously I I actually want to get what your, what your thoughts are on the twins just in general because we've never really – discuss you know we got jonathan and jordan now actually yeah talk to me first how have you been liking the utilization of the twins and then i'll make a follow-up to that yeah well i asked a question when you guys had hobby on i think whether or not the show works without the twins um when it was announced i was in my head i don't think i made it too well known but i actually thought it was a good idea to have um kids on the show like they're not kids who are in high school or whatever but i thought it made a lot of sense for what they were trying to do you know with superman on the farm um much like i like batman with a sidekick i'm a big fan when superman has john kent with him Mm. Uh, you know i love the super sons uh john kent and damien but i love you know tomasi's run on um superman and action comics or not on action comics on superman uh where where john kent played such a huge role um in the superman and even in the in the comics now john kent is such a a huge part of superman's story i think he should be a part of superman's story and you know they're they're going back to clark's home they're going back to clark's town um obviously uh ma kent's dead um so i think having the family together makes it very important i think what the show was trying to do with the family is exactly why i was excited about watching the show um i like the the Jordan is just uh, the superpowered guy, and Jonathan's the non-superpowered guy, and you know Jonathan's basically uh, Lois Lane, and you know Jordan's Superman. So I love all of that stuff. Um, but I also love Sarah. I think she is great with the two of them. Yeah. Um, I also think the actress is a better actor than the two boys, so that helps a lot. I think she brings them up a little bit that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she had a lot more to do in this last episode um which was very cool you know this was the first one where the boys kind of were a little little annoying to me um i did like the scene with uh jonathan and his grandfather you know you know in the last episode as well on the porch when jonathan was given the what's for um so i like that kind of stuff um i like the school stuff you know it's it's dorky and geeky but you know i love that stuff so yeah i love i love the twins and i don't think the show would work without them i think if it was just Superman or Clark and Lois, I don't think it would work. Um, I think the di- the family dynamic is what makes the show work for me a hundred percent. Yeah. That's an interesting question. So I want you to, I want to stay on that with you and then I'm going to go over to Chris. So, you know, you had mentioned that John has a big role right now, you know, in comics, you know, I think, you know, they're really setting him up to be, I guess the next Superman as well. You know, do you think that this show is taking certain, measures you know on purpose like you know are they setting up to be more jonathan to be more of this hopeful you know human figure right now so they can build him up to when and or if he eventually gets his powers you know he's ready to be that super boy or next hero you know are they are they taking 
heavy comic inspiration here, or is this just going to be where Jordan has the powers right now and then Jonathan's just going to eventually get them because they got to have a fan of steel at some point. Where, where do you I, see this heading right now? Yeah, I actually hope that Jonathan doesn't get powers. Um, I hope it stays exactly the way it is. I think Jordan needs someone like as a teenager in high school, you don't want to talk to your mother. You know, you can't relate to your mother. You know, who you relate to is your twin brother. And I think having a human, no superpowered brother to guide him, to help him, uh, which is what he's doing. You know, he's Jonathan's helping him with uh, the Sarah thing. Um, you know, he's not sure if they're, you know, going to be boyfriend, girlfriend, any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it makes more sense if Jonathan does not have powers and he stays exactly where he is um, and takes the Lois Lane route. You know, Lois Lane doesn't need powers to be who she is. She's Lois freaking Lane. Mm. Um, you know, and I think Jonathan should be on that level too. Um, that would make more sense to me. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't typically like to pay obviously too much attention to what other people's really, really gripes and nitpicks are and might be. But, you know, I've seen this one really frequently pop up in the last few episodes, and that's how Jordan's been portrayed. Now, obviously, early on, you know, we were all weeping in tears at the reveal that they made him, you know, he's this kid, you know, with really social anxiety issues and, you know, like that. And then he's the one that gets the powers. It's not the quote-unquote normal one. But, you know, now I think, you know, Chris, have they really dropped the ball? little bit on his character i've seen people say that you know now he's too whiny and he's too annoying and what's his purpose in the show right now do you feel that way or do you feel that there's a bigger a bigger payoff coming with jordan no i don't feel that way at all i still enjoy jordan i think he's an important part of the show and i i think maybe what people are they're expecting him to be clark right now they're not expecting him to be this jordan character yeah and i think that you have to have him different than jonathan you can't have them be the same character just with you know, different actor, that's not going to work. So you have to have one who is different. And I like what they're doing with him. I like every week what they're doing with him, especially last week, you and I talked about that. That was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think I've, I've seen people's gripes about that. And I respect the takes and all. I just don't agree with them because I like it. Yeah, I agree with Chris. I think imperfect characters are what make TV shows work. Um, I think if John, if Jordan was like Clark now, um, it wouldn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. You know, when Clark was growing up, as we saw in Man of Steel, um, he wasn't a normal kid. You know, you, you picture that um, scene where he's in the, the classroom and he's hearing the sounds and he's seeing through people's skin and he, like, he doesn't know how to act. And Jordan should not know how to act right now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the big thing uh, right now is mental health for kids because of the pandemic. And when you think about it, going to school, uh, you know, pandemic out of the question is hard enough for kids. Um, and adding in the superhero thing and learning about his powers and you know he got sick two weeks ago and he was sneezing ice and all that kind of stuff that's just an added thing that a kid who's I'm assuming he's like 15 or 16 or something have to deal with um, I think you need that stuff it has to be in the show for me mental health for kids in school is very important um, even you know even Jonathan he doesn't know how to accept being normal yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's, you know, something that I deal with all the time is just being on a level that normal that you're not special, you have nothing to do. You know, you get up in the morning, you go to school, he comes home, goes to school, you know, he, he try to play football, but he can't even do that. You know, um, he's not the best on the team, that kind of thing. That's important also, uh, is being imperfect. The, mm -hmm. Both of the kids are imperfect in totally different ways. And you, you have to have that in the show, I think. It makes it more relatable too, because you get a younger person watching this and I don't think they're going to relate to Clark 
or Lois as much as they will see in the twins because you have two different versions, you know, two different kinds of characters here. One is more confident, even though there is a self-doubt. The other is not confident despite having superpowers. So you're gonna you're gonna gravitate toward one or both, but either way, it's relatable. You know, if in again, if he was like Emmett said, if he was Clark the way he like Clark is the way he is now as a child, where would he even go from there? <laughs> You know, what kind of character arc is that? Oh, I got powers? I am instantly like my father. I might as well go fight fight uh, Uncle Tar. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> He'll need it. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. So we talked a lot about everything but Superman. Well, kind of. So let's talk about Superman here. So we get the... Now, lately, you know, the trend has been, you know, they only use him when absolutely necessary. You know, he's not in too much of the episodes... For the most part, maybe he's in five, ten minutes tops. Seems to be what the ongoing thing is. But, you know, there's a lot more Superman than probably we got last week. So mm -hmm. I think he's Superman for the most part, actually, in this episode. So obviously, Emin kind of teased that, you know, he was very heroic this episode. You know, he sacrificed himself. You know, he made himself his bait to save all this, the residents of Smallville by using, I guess, his solar energy to power Lara's machine that could bring everybody back. Uh, you know, to normal, and then we find out that he's battered, defeated, barely hanging on at the Fortress of Solitude, and that kind of ends the episode. There's obviously we find out that Morgan Edge escaped because he has to. There's five episodes left; couldn't be defeated, of course not. Uh, so, Emma, talk to me about you know Superman's role in this episode and what you think Superman's the character of Superman has has been portrayed thus far, just throughout the show. Like how? Yeah, no, it's. It's great. Sorry, Seti. Um, You know, we talked about it, how I don't want evil Superman to show up. And what evil Superman to me would, would mean when he becomes would mean it'd be more action and more battle stuff. Um, where this show is hitting for me is the complete opposite of that stuff. As cool as the action is, you know, there was a cool scene in the bank in Mexico last week. And this one where not really anything happens, Superman flies and turns around and shoots his lasers into a some sort of weird crystal or whatever. Um, that stuff is okay, but that's not where Superman works for me in this show. Like I said, in this last episode, when he's talking to Lana and he's literally moving at a snail's pace and they're just having a conversation, that's what I want in this show. Um, so, it's, yeah, I, I just want a heroic Superman and you don't have to be blasting things and punching people to be heroic, um, as Lana showed us. Mm -hmm. um, so I hope that kind of continues. Um, is like I, I'm assuming, you know, we're, like you said, Zeddy, we're five episodes away. There's going to be a battle. There's going to be a big one. But there doesn't have to be uh, for me to yeah. enjoy Superman in the show. And I think that's pretty awesome <laughs> that there is a Superman show that, like you said, he's Superman for you know five ten minutes out of a 40 minute um tv show um the fighting is very cool the battles are very cool like i still i still remember that one in the hotel where he's yeah. fighting that guy that's that's probably the, my favorite one in the whole um uh, the whole season so far but again i don't need that stuff i just need superman to talk to people you know superman can talk to people and just and calm them down and um say the right things at the right time that's also superman that's what's so great about uh, his portrayal in this show and i hope that kind of continues um going forward over the next couple episodes i love it i love it chris simple question where does superman go from here oh <laughs> nice nice um, wow i thought it was <laughs> uh i don't know i think that they left them in a really interesting position 
Um, he's wounded for, as we know, a couple of days now, which is not something we're used to with him. We're used to, you know, him just getting right back up, ready to go. So I'm, I'm interested in what he's going to be doing. I'm assuming that next week or this week's coming episode is going to be him reflecting in the Fortress of Solitude. That's why it's like a flashback kind of thing. Mm. I'm assuming he'll be like sprawled out on the floor and Doriel's going to be talking about God knows what. And uh, I believe that's why we're getting where we're getting. But I like the idea that they're taking that, letting him take that break. Because we don't need to see Superman like 25% powered trying to fight when that's not why we watch the show, like Emma was saying. Mm. And it's funny because, you know, one of the common complaints about Superman Returns is that he doesn't do anything. He doesn't yeah. fight with anybody. In this series, none of us really seem to care if he fights with anybody. Mm. I love Superman Returns, by the way. Yeah. For that exact reason. Oh, I yeah. think it's okay. Yeah, I, I, so. That is a, com- a complaint, though. People, he doesn't do anything, which I, I get. But mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I, I think that we're going to see him like overcharged after this. So, like, really good to go, probably unstoppable. That's what I'm expecting. Mm. Almost like a rebirth, I guess, in a sense. No? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, like, don't think, yeah. I don't think he's going to be like vulnerable after this. I, I think we're going to get a super powered Superman, I guess. I mean, you know, like, I only Extreme. ask that. Yeah, because, you know, like, yeah, he's defeated. He's, I guess, I don't know, maybe he's powerless right now at the moment. But, you know, this feels an awful lot like we're getting a rebirth Superman here. You know, mm-hmm. like, does he come back with a new suit? You know, does he come back with a new attitude of some sort? You know, is he still the same? You know, does he? I think this, this they're playing a fine line here of, you know, this is, you know, we've got, you got your Superman right now. But now we're going to give you an even better Superman. Yeah, I, d- I didn't think about that setting. I think that would work a little bit too. Like there is five episodes. There's enough time to um, establish that he has changed a little bit. Um, I think a new suit might be a cool idea, but I don't mind his suit right now. Um, I think making him, um, like I said, we're that's, this is the third time I said it, making him an evil Superman wouldn't work at all. Um, I don't know how you can make him more heroic. Um, I wouldn't know how you can make him stronger because he is actually very strong in the show, aside from the synthetic uh, crypt, uh, kryptonite stuff from a couple episodes ago. But um, I hadn't thought about that, that they could change him a little bit um, while he's hanging out, having a, a snooze at the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, I think there's a reason he went there and not home. Yes. I, I think that's <clears throat> that's an important thing to consider. He could have just went back to the farm, but he went to the fortress. Yes. And on the topic of now I'm thinking of a new suit, It'd be really easy to do a palette swap and give him the, that evil Superman suit with the collar, which I know people <laughs> like the collar. But we're talking rebirth. Yeah, rebirth suit has a collar. That's fair. That's fair. I want to peg one more interesting theory, you guys. It just came to the top of my head, and then I want to end on this. What I think is going to be a beautiful love letter uh, to Superman fans next week. So, is there any chance that Morgan Edge is creating his own? Superman, and maybe that's how a Superman comes into the fold. Like a Bizarro? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> I had thought I had thought about that. Um, I don't know if it would make sense. Why is he creating all these other Kryptonians? He could have just went straight to Bizarro or mm-hmm. another Superman. But I I had thought about that. Um, and again, that could be the Superman from that was attached to John Henry Iron Ship. Um, there, there's so much that could happen that we, you know, there's, there's questions still uh, lingering in the air. Um, 
you know, like we said, where's John Henry Irons? What's he up to when he's coming back? Is he going to come back more with steel? You know, is he going to hang out more with the suit and his hammer, all that kind of jazz? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I had thought about the Bizarro thing. I don't know how it would work. Um, I think, um, you know, you talked about, Chris, you still think that Morgan Edge is Zod. I don't want that because um, it's a little too obvious, I think. Um, but I think the Bizarro thing would be a little more out in left field and it's something you know we talked about you know we've seen evil superman before we've seen zod before we haven't seen bizarro um like i think we saw him in smallville seti yes um or some version of uh bizarro um (laughs) there's a lot of versions of lots of things in smallville but yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah the bizarro thing it, it, it could work if they do it the right way um Again, they have five episodes left, and they're wasting one of those episodes on a flashback. So that means they really, there's really only four episodes left. Yes. Um, so I'm not sure how they want to make that work and still lead into a second season somehow. So it, it, it's an interesting idea. Um, I'd be up for it, but again, I'd be up for it only if it works. Mm. That's interesting. So, gentlemen, you know, when in doubt, you always go back to the beginning. Always go back to the beginning. That seems to be the the modern trend with everything lately. So, oh, you all thought that we cried in the pilot episode. Well, let's just uh, let's just do it again. Why don't we? You know, so uh, we thought the pilot episode was a love letter to Superman fans. I can only imagine what I think this uh, next week's episode is going to do for someone like me. So, Chris, the pilot episode was one of my favorite just podcasts that I've ever recorded. I'm not just saying that. I thought that was a beautiful just conversation of you know why we love a character you know why a show struck gold with the character when we absolutely needed him to so how do you how do you feel about first i guess this being a flashback episode and what do you think that this episode is going to do just for superman fans in general i'm very excited for this episode because i love the way they've been handling the um the seasoned veteran superman so I can't wait to see how they handle the Superman getting, you know, a hold of himself and learning the ropes. I think they're going to absolutely kill it. I'm so excited to see that. I love that we're going to be seeing that suit again, the Fleischer suit. Mm. I really like the way that looked. I didn't think that suit would look good on film, but it does. And the CW's costume department on this show have just gone above and beyond, I think. Mm-hmm. They're really just nailing, like... Um, Taro's suit and uh, Clark's Superman suit. Even the evil Superman, I like it. There was a, a rumor that John Henry Irons did have a cape in his first appearance, but they cut it. Um, Interesting. So I, I, I'm really excited to see that suit again on screen and what he does with it. And just to see him learn the ropes and we get to see more of Martha with him, which is something that we we don't have. We don't know. You know, we know they have that typical relationship, but we didn't get to see it. Now we're going to get to see it. And I think what it's going to do is add another layer to this Superman. We're going to get even more emotionally invested in this version of Clark Kent, which I didn't think was possible, really. Yeah. Um, yeah I think, sorry, Chris, go ahead. I was just saying, I, th- I think that's what we're getting going forward. Yeah, I'm excited about it, too. I didn't know that it was going to be a flashback until you said that, Zeddy. I haven't watched any of the um, you know, oh. previews for the next episode, so that's really exciting. Um, and I think you know, having a flashback or like a hitting the reset button after a, 
very or a fairly climactic episode like you got like we think it's it, we thought it was going to be the season finale if they were doing um the shorter season um so it makes sense that it's going to be um the flashback one and like you said it, it's going to be nice seeing him with martha again mm-hmm. um if if that suit shows up again like you said chris i'm think i'll be all for that one Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like we said, it makes sense that he went back to the Fortress of Solitude where we might get some flashing back and forth um, to present day. And, you know, maybe he talks to Jor-El at the same time and they just kind of learn more things about him. And maybe he'll learn more about, um, you know, his brother in some way. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe more of the truth will come out that way. Because one of the questions I have is I, I didn't believe or I can't believe that um, Lara didn't tell Jor-El. That, that doesn't make any sense to me yeah. that 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 he didn't know i got the sense that he knew the kid was 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 around and he just didn't think that it was possible for the kid to be on earth that's well, the impression i got okay but, I, I but didn't, he, yeah but even then this is one of the big problems i have with it was laura really going to leave her son which in every version of grand we haven't seen a lot of laura and jorel but they don't. She doesn't seem the the type of lady to say, "Oh, I don't like you. You stay with your evil father. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with this yeah. guy because he's a scientist." Well, yeah, exactly. And you know, Lara is a scientist too. Like, there, that's the idea. That's why mm-hmm. they're supposed to be together on Krypton. Is they're two scientists, and Science that's the, exactly. And you know, she's also a decent person, mm-hmm. um, which is also another thing that I just I didn't get the whole idea, and that's why I don't think as we've talked about, that it's not actually Clark's brother. I just don't believe that to happen. Um, but Were any of you guys worried that they were going to make Lara like a twist villain? For the yes, set? I, yes, I thought that right away. I thought as soon as she went into Lana and she came out of the, the Eradicator or whatever, she was going to do an evil voice and that was going to be just mm-hmm. another thing that Clark would have to think. So um, it is yeah. good that that didn't happen because I thought that <laughs> yes. would have been really lame. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought that too, Zay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 certainly it's certainly interesting. You know, like what you guys bring up too. You know, because I'm I'm very now. I of course, you know, I love the pilot episode. You know, the idea of going back to the beginning. I think you know. First of all, I'm definitely going to be keeping a tissue box next because I have a feeling I might need it for a few moments next week. Just 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 saying. You know, shirt whip, Daily Planet, Fleischer suit, Mockant, you know, one suit, man. Yeah. I might need one, you know, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to be, you know, and yes, it's another, I guess, origin story if you want to count it in that. So, you know, people may think, well, you know, do we need this? You know, is it warrant? Is it warranted, I guess? But um, I think it is. I think it's going to add a little more clarity, you know, to this version of Superman. You know, there's a lot of talk right now that whatever this next cinematic Superman is going to be, you know, it's not going to be Clark Kent. So, you know, this is, this may be our Clark Kent you know for in a cinematic format so you know we really have to make sure that you know he's developed fully and that he he's a superman that is well liked by everybody so i'm definitely all for the flashback episode i think it's going to be a nice little lighthearted change you know this was a very heavy episode so you know maybe this one will be a little more lighthearted a little more hopeful uh really nail the core character of superman i mean he's going to be in a flasher suit so i can't I can't imagine that they're going to do too many, too many wrong things with him in the Fleischer suit, right? I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting, too. I haven't seen, like I said, I didn't see the previews for next week, but it'll be interesting if there's no twins in this episode either. There should Well, I I guess it depends how they structure it, because like what we were saying, if if it's back and forth from the fortress to the flashback, maybe there's not room for the twins. 
or maybe there's like they're a lot younger and they're still living in metropolis somehow and there it flashes back not well, that far well the, the fun thing about the twins in my opinion is they didn't exist till crisis hmm. like yeah you, twins, uh, you said that last week right yeah that you, he, that you think this is a different universe than that I, I do because there was no there was no children at all in you know pre-crisis but now mm-hmm. he's suddenly got two children and they're yeah. teenagers they were just overnight mm-hmm. so um but that's kind of my my thought process i wonder if we go back to um to lois uh losing the first baby too yeah uh, not the, the baby not the first baby but the baby too i wonder if we get more of uh you know a story about that um that'd be interesting yeah like i said i love seeing clark and lois together um you know telic and hawkland work so well together which is one of the things on the porch in this last episode where um they're just talking like I just love when they're just yeah. talking. Like they're they're really working well off each other. Um, you know, Tolik is a, a very very good actress in those in these just in these last couple episodes. It was that one, I think it was two or three episodes ago, Zeddy, where you switched your uh, Erica Durant to uh, Tolik. Uh, I had to. Uh, you switched it, but that episode, I, I don't know what happened. Like since that episode, I thought she's just been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hawkland hasn't had a lot to do acting wise. You know, he's been pretty stoic and very superman in a lot of his episodes um but i just love them together i i think it's really really nice and i can't wait to see more of that stuff do you guys think that that these flashbacks like the stuff with martha and him learning the ropes and maybe even maybe we'll see the first meeting with lois which i would love to see that um do you guys think they'll take more cues from the donner stuff i hope not or the snyder stuff (laughs) Just well, typically they lean towards Snyder with these things. I was going to say, as you guys have talked about, like this whole series, it seems like the writers and the people involved seem like they really dig what Snyder did with Superman. And we get a lot of cues from it, but we get a lot of cues from the Donner stuff too. Yes. Um, at least from the Clark and Lois stuff, I hope we don't get the Donner stuff because that's some of the worst stuff ever. Um, you know, Margot Kidder sucks is Lois. Like you guys were being nice <laughs> about it. I think on your ranking episode, she's a terrible actress. Like, I, I don't think she's good at all. I don't think she's a good Lois Lane at all. Um, so I hope we don't get that that side of the Donner stuff at all. <laughs> That's interesting, because I I think the Superman stuff might be closer to the Donner stuff, but I think the Clark and Lois mm-hmm. stuff might be closer to the Snyder stuff. That's what I'm gonna probably going to say. I think it's probably going to be a fairly mix of the two of them. That seems to be the impression I've gotten thus far. Uh, obviously, you know, they're incorporating, you know, this might be the biggest Superman heavy episode that we get. So I'm, I'm eager to see, you know, what the, what the climatic ending to the flashback episode is, right. You know, like if he's going back to the beginning, you know, what's going to be the thing that pushes him to be Superman again, you know, like, is this, you know, cause obviously there's going to be some sort of memory that I think triggers him to want to go back to that time. So, you know, is his mom going to restore hope in him again? You know, is my Kent gonna help him out, you know. It does Jonathan Kent make an appearance, you know? But you haven't seen Jonathan Kent uh, yet either here, so I'm I'm just mm. I'm curious, you know, why now? Like, you know, why the flashback now? You know, the pilot was so good, you know, it made it warmed all our hearts. You know, why do we have to go back to the beginning now? I'm not complaining, but I'm just, you know, it's episode eleven, so you know why? Why episode eleven? Like, you know, why? What is the placement in that? I'm just curious. Yeah, and you guys can tell me. I, I've watched exactly zero minutes of Superman in the Arrowverse, um, so I don't know. Will this be the first origin story we will see of him? Yes. Yeah. So it, I think that's really interesting if we're going to see Pa Kent 
Um, I think that would be great. Um, as much as they're kind of relying on uh, Martha Kent, I don't, I don't think they even mentioned his father up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just a once or twice, kind of a throwaway line, but it, I think that would be really cool to see, you know, um, Clark in high school and stuff like that when his dad's still alive and mm-hmm. just still learning to do with his powers and stuff like that. Because as much as everyone knows who Superman is, some of the people who are watching this show um, aren't always, and especially on the CW, are not big superhero people. Um, and I think that's where the show is kind of relying on with the, the twins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's trying to bring in a different audience. So I think seeing more of the origin story of this Superman will be pretty cool. And I wonder, like you said, Chris, maybe this is on a different earth. I wonder if we get in the flashbacks more of the stuff that we saw um, in the crisis and in yeah. uh, Supergirl, stuff like that. Like, man, are we going to see Supergirl in the show? Or are we going to get any mention of her in the show? I wonder if this is how we do that in this flashback episode. I'd like to see Lex. We haven't seen Lex in 10 episodes. And mm-hmm. again, though, we don't know if this is the same continuity or what this is still. I mean, in Crisis, yeah, they're still in the same world at the end of the episode, as far as we know. But where are they? So I would like to see Lex. Well, so then I guess, uh, what is it? Intercorp is out of the mix, too. God, those little writers over here. Mm-hmm. Sure, Entercorp, Blexcorp. Yeah, none, none, none of us are gonna avoid a pinpoint those two together. So mm-hmm. I guess, I guess that just opens the door more for a possible Lex coming mm-hmm. in season two. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm on the fence of whether or not I think I want Lex in this show. I feel like you know eventually you might have to throw him in there, but I think for right now, I think they're doing such a good job at not even really utilizing the Rose Alley. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, I don't even think they barely touched one of them. If I'm being honest, and if they have, I think it was I might have forgot. But I mean, no. they're really leaning in like the classic, you know, deep cut uh, villains. I think we've had one or two at top. So it's the way that you know they're really laying out. I guess the groundwork for this show in general is really impressive. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. I, I agree, Zeddy. I think um, they should not put Lexington. I think that's why. Um, Steel, John Henry Irons worked so well is because it, we weren't expecting it. We didn't mm-hmm. expect Steel to be in the show. We all expect, or like some of us expect, that Lex will be in the show. And I think not having him in it, it will be a bigger surprise and a better surprise. Um, same with same with the Zod thing. I think we all expect Zod to be in it. He's Superman's second greatest villain or first uh, greatest villain, depending on which side you're on. Not having him in the show is a benefit. Um, you know, they've been doing that in the comics a lot lately, like having Lex Luthor as the main villain in a Superman comic has been forever, it mm-hmm. seems like. Um, they're not doing it now. I don't think they're going to be doing it in the future when they make the switch to um, Jonathan Kent being Superman um, and taking over the Superman title. Um, so I, I don't expect him to be in the show. Um, John Cryer, I think a lot of people liked him. That's what I've heard from the Crisis uh, episodes and from the clips that I've seen. He's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I hope I hope it's not. And like you said, that we haven't seen a lot of the rogues. There's a ton of rogues to use yep. um, if they want to. But I also think Morgan Edge and you know Talro are working so well is because we've never seen them before. Yeah. There you go. Over under that, that we get Jarrell saying fly now hmm. at, at the end of whatever this flashback is. What do you guys think? Fly now, son. Come on, Evan. What do you think? I'm gonna say under. I don't think he's gonna say fly now. <laughs> uh, maybe uh you know fly sun or something he'll say fly he'll say fly for sure Uh i think that that's a guarantee (laughs) chris 
I don't think you can say it. this. But please the fan base. Please the fan base. Come on yeah, now. Well, but this Doriel's pretty rude. I don't expect anything inspirational out of this guy. Wow. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk, eh? He is. <laughs> Figure it out for yourself. Oh, go <laughs> ask your jerk. mother. Yeah. Well, my mother's oh, not you here. Can't. You, you, you nimwits. I love <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your mother built it. What do you want from me? <laughs> my mother's gone. You're here. <laughs> go cry to your brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a little guy. Go ahead. <laughs> Typical asking your parent, oh, well, go ask your mother if it's okay. Like, That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do agree with that. I guess he's not that wrong. Yeah, he's not. Even, <laughs> even in a crystal form, he's not that wrong. Yeah. Oh, my God. But I, I don't think he's going to say. He's not in, this is not an inspiration of chor Jeez. One day, one day, fellas. One day. One day we'll get there. I don't know. Um, I kind of like days of good. It's different. Oof. There you go. Right. I mean, Russell Crowe's uh, girl wasn't that friendly either. You're right. Well, he was helpful at least, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, he, was helpful. He, was, he was very helpful. <laughs> he helped Lois Lane at least. There you go. Well, he's been. It's not like the Superman and Lois Jor-El hasn't been helpful. You know, he helped with uh, Jordan and all that kind of stuff. But because he had to, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he felt obligated. <laughs> right. Oh, I guess I got to help this little loser. It looks like Frodo. Fine. Well, I like him better than Lois's father. I like him uh, uh, better than Old Man Lane. I, he's a real jerk. He Burn. is. He is. <laughs> there you go. I feel that. Well, the last question that I like to kind of pinpoint, you know, just because I think it's fair. Now, and yes, the other references I did want to bring up were, you know, the Eradicator gets mentioned, you know, from the machine. I think they called the machine the Eradicator, so that's a good deep cut reference for Superman fans. And obviously, yes, Dabney Donovan, co-founder of Project Cadmus, is a big uh, Superman reference, so that's another big one, too. So, they're they're laying the groundwork here, you know. I, I I give it to them. I give it to them. But Emmett, I want you to end on this question here. So you know, with all this talk of you know, it's on the CW. So why should I care about it? You know, HBO Max is, you know, have a they have a lot of shows in the pipeline. You know, Disney Plus is killing it. You know, with their streaming service. You know, with the level of quality and production value on there. So you know, do you still care that a Superman show? is on the CW. Should it be on the CW right now? I don't care where it is. I don't care what the production value is. If the writing is good um, and the acting is better than average, which is, I think, what the show is, then that's what matters. Um, you know, I, I, I watched exactly two seasons of, uh, of a CW show, and that's the first seasons of uh, Arrow. I haven't seen any of The Flash. I haven't seen any of Supergirl. I haven't seen any of DC Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I didn't see any of Crisis. Um, you know, in general, I don't like the CW shows just because they're, like I said, I don't think they're acted very well. Um, I don't think the writing is that good. And I think that's where this is a little bit different for me um, with the Superman stuff. I think the acting is a lot better than um, Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell. Um, I think the writing is a lot better um, than any of those shows. So I don't care about the CW. Um I think that means nothing to me. I don't care what, what, you know, what network a TV show is on that I've never thought about that before. Um, like HBO makes good shows, but HBO makes bad shows too. Um, same with AMC, same with lots of other things. You know, that's no, no single studio or network has made a hundred percent good things uh, for me anyways. So I don't care if it's on the CW at all. I don't watch it on the CW because we don't have the CW up here. Um, I watch it on CTV. So <laughs> I don't care. It's not on CW to me. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Uh, I think that 
CW carries a stigma here because people hear CW, they automatically think, oh, it's going to be teenage angst and romance and watered down characters. And I don't think that's the case because it varies show, you know, series to series. So I don't, it doesn't bother me that it's on the CW at all. If anything, I think they're getting to do more things because it's on the CW. Mm-hmm. They have more freedom because it's on the CW. They can do what they want with it. If yep. it was on HBO Max or even, um, I, I don't know, a, a bigger, not bigger, but just a different platform, they would have more restrictions because, oh, well, you can't do this. And with this also, being on the CW, they have the freedom to, oh, do you want Supergirl? Cool. <laughs> do you want Batwoman to show up? Cool. You know, so I, I think they have more freedom on the CW. And the stigma is really unfair. Because even if you don't love every series that they put out, which I haven't watched a lot of them. I did watch the first two series of uh, seasons of Arrow. I'm unfortunately watching Batwoman. And, Aww. You know, <laughs> I watch uh, I watch all the crossovers. So yeah. I, I think that they're all okay in their own right. And they all have their own fans. So whatever it's on, it's on as long as it's good. There you go. I'm going to agree with my two co-hosts here and say that I just want a Superman show. I don't care where it's at. I just want a Superman show. I want him done right. I want him done in the way that he's supposed to. He's obviously had a lot of really good success on TV. So begs me to be more confident that, you know, this is going to be continuing to maintain the quality that I know that it can. So with that being said, though, that I think is going to about do it for this week's episode. I think we covered a lot of the main points. I'm you know, a lot of interesting stuff what happened this week. You know, we got a kind of a little bit of a breather next week, but I still expect a really good emotional, warm-hearted episode. So we'll make sure to uh, cover all that. But with that being said, before we get on out of here, Emmett, thank you so much again for joining Chris and I tonight and giving all your thoughts on Superman and Lois. Uh, please plug everything that you got going on at Let's Go Podcast and where everybody can find you. Yeah, well, thanks again, guys, for going uh, having me on. It was really a super time um, <laughs> you know uh, Zeddy you know I listen to Vigilante whenever you guys put in an episode I love that you and Chris are doing the world's finest um, like I always say you know I'm glad you guys are reviewing Batwoman so I don't even have to watch the show because <laughs> I is you know Chris lets me know that I don't need to watch it for almost every every week so um, you know I, I love this show I love you guys are talking about it I love that the show is so good um, you know it's a, I think you, I, I said you asked on the last vigilante, what's a guilty pleasure that you guys like to watch? I consider this a guilty pleasure. You know, it's not the best show in the world. You know, it's got some goofy, campy, bad acting moments, but you know, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, Superman is the way he should be, I think. Um, so thanks again for having me on, guys. I love, I love talking about it. Um, and I look forward to our off air chats about it constantly. You know, is that you know, I, we talk about it all the time. Every time there's an episode, we, we talk about it and, how much fun we're having watching it so um as for where you can follow me you can follow me on twitter at emmett davis seven um you can read my stuff at www.letsgopodcast.com but make sure you just go to the youtube channel uh youtube.com slash let's go podcasts i've got a show on there called let's go now you know where i interview some rad friends um and some also creators comic creators and stuff like that so in my last episode i had tim from the nerd room on um i think it's a good episode um you know Tim's a good Canadian boy, um, who you'll find out if you watch the episode, grew up 10 minutes from where I live right now, which is kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, just make sure you do that. Um, just give me a follow on Twitter if you want to. I talk about stuff not very often. 
uh, <laughs> Twitter's a scary place sometimes, but uh, just make sure you read some reviews and just go to the www.letsgopodcast.com and read a whole bunch of stuff there. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Awesome. Thank you. Chris, where can everybody find you, good sir? You guys can find me on Twitter at thatchris70. Uh, like Emmett said, please go to letsgopodcast.com to find all my comic reviews. Um, I most review a lot of the Batman titles. Uh, this week, I've got Detective Comics coming up and uh, Harley Quinn, I believe. Um, I also do the Batwoman reviews. Those are up at some point during the week, usually. <laughs> and uh, every, most weekends, Evan and I do a show over at the YouTube channel called Let's Go Live, where we have different guests every week talking about different stuff, what we've read, what we watched. And sometimes we have like a spicy topic just to get to it. <laughs> wonderful wonderful well thank you guys both again for joining me here tonight you can follow this show on twitter at vigilante1939 feel free to head over to apple Podcasts and itunes and consider leaving a rating and a review uh both really push the algorithm and helping people find our our show even faster uh and you can also check our t public store just search vigilante1939 podcast and help yourself out with something that you may like as far as where you guys can follow me you can follow me on twitter at Zedias, because much like Batman, I'm whatever Twitter needs me to be. You can uh, read all my film and TV reviews over at www.letsgopodcast.com. Like these two gentlemen said, follow the Let's Go Podcast YouTube channel because my voice is also heard on other sub shows of that network. So please give all that good stuff a follow and a listen. But that being said, for Chris, for Emmett, my name's Nick Zanuck. You know, Christopher Weave Superman always said, you know, we're always around, but, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman always like to say, I want you to tell all your friends about me. <laughs> <laughs>